Welcome to a special Biota podcast. I'm joined today by Miro Karpish. Hello, Miro. Hello. Hello, Tom. So this is actually our second recording. We recorded probably about three weeks ago, but unfortunately there were some problems with the audio software. So uh, for folks listening in, would you like to introduce yourself, Miro, and how you got interested in artificial life? I'm originally from Slovakia, from Bratislava, where I studied my university after that I went and studied in Czech and currently I'm working in uh, in Norway in uh, developing uh, virtual reality flight simulator and into artificial life I just wanted to continue my study and I just have I accidentally found one university and there was artificial life and there it, everything started like it sounded very interesting and then I just followed some links and I like it and I think that's the thing I would like to do for the next, at least, at least next years. <laughs> I hope more, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Very good. I mean, your your introduction to me was your email to the artificial life discussion list, or actually artificial life announcement list, uh, asking about all the academic institutions the world over that uh, taught artificial life, and I pointed you towards the wiki uh, that I set up maybe a year, a year and a half ago. Uh, with a few mm. folk that were surveying the artificial life schools. Have you settled on a place where you're going to be studying artificial life, or what's your current thinking? No, my current thinking is uh, the university in Sussex. I'm applying there, the evolutionary and adaptive, uh, adaptive system, and then also in uh, Arizona State University. And we will see what will... I'm applying both universities, and we will see where... We will go. <laughs> Both programs are, uh, are relatively well known to me. The EASY or Easy MSc program uh, mm. has been particularly popular. Would would you go through the MSc program or would you do a PhD there? I think firstly I will go to the MSc. I also know that you've uh, recently been in uh, quite a bit of correspondence with Bruce Damer and doing some work with the EvoGrid. Would you like to talk a little bit about the stuff that you've been doing with the EvoGrid? So lately, I was doing uh, uh, 3D Vs for uh, for the atoms, and it's actually in uh, in WebGL. Yeah, so basically, currently now the last status is that uh, we can visualize one simulation, which is uh, thousand atoms, and we can separate and uh, like do like camera focus on the bonds that occur during the simulation. That is the current status now. And uh, later we are thinking about to to actually visualize the whole simulation, but we will see how it will go on the on the WebGL since it is uh, in a web browser. So maybe the performance might be make a little bit troubles, but we will see. In terms of yeah, in terms of visualization, the Evo Grid to date has just been about simulation runs and then perhaps doing some kind of after After Effects rendering. So I'm really interested in seeing uh, the Web3D interface for the EvoGrid in terms of not just giving it a, a way to actually see into the EvoGrid, but also the ability to select particular uh, sections of interest and perhaps carry super runs out over particular areas. In terms of uh, in terms of the visualization components of the EvoGrid, what what has been the kind of toing and froing that you've had with? Bruce Damer and Peter Newman in terms of their thinking about how visualization can expand the Evo grid. I'm sorry that how it how it might expand. Yeah, I mean do you get a sense that they're thinking 
that this as an interface gives a, a different means of uh, finding the novelty that they're looking through for through the Evo grid? Or do you think uh, that the visualization really it's still it's still too early days for them uh, to to expand in that potential direction? I think they they were interested in the whole kind of visualization. So, and currently now, as Bruce last time mentioned, that now we are just uh, sort of simulating bonds. So, I mean, there is a lot of things to be done still. Yeah, I think it can be it can be useful. I mean, especially maybe for people like me that doesn't have so much knowledge in let's say chemistry <laughs> or biochemistry. So I think it's for for me it's good to see and to know like okay like this is what is happening. And for folks listening in who may not be familiar with with web 3D, can you give some discussion to what web 3D is and how it could be utilized by other artificial life simulators as well? Web, it's WebGL and it's based on uh, OpenGL ES and it actually provides a, a interface for 3D graphics in uh, HTML5 uh, canvas element. We can, we can use all the OpenGL, most of the OpenGL commands in the uh, web interface. Yeah, it's like 3D, 3D graphic visualization in in internet. In terms of people that want to add some kind of real-time interaction, they want, they want the... Uh, Web 3D visualization, but they also want to give the ability for users or potentially, uh, well, advanced users or simulators to actually interact with the environment as well. Obviously, with the Evo grid, you're taking a set of pre-existing data, basically, that's been Mm -hmm. already computed and creating a visualization for that. But for simulators that are interested in real-time feedback, do you get a sense of how they could use Web 3D to do this? If I can ask, what kind of interaction you mean, like, for example... I mean, in the case, Gerald de Jung, for example, has just released Tetragochi, and that mm-hmm. has a great degree of uh, interaction in terms of picking locations, picking movement, picking other Tetragochis to interact with uh, various kind of mutation and mating components, these kind of things, which are all currently done through keyboard commands and mouse commands. What interests me is the the kind of almost first-person shooter game paradigm where the user has almost complete control. I guess, for my own thinking with Noble Ape, the thing that I'm looking for is like a roving 3D camera, which then enables you to kind of select specific apes and then get information on their you know, internal logic and um, maybe things about their life history or maybe in the future the narrative engine describing you know, their, their kind of mood and what they're feeling currently and all this kind of stuff. And I guess... Web3D seems to be coming out as almost a best of breed in terms of scientific data rendering and these kind of things, but for the kind of interaction that artificial life simulators typically need, it's almost more a, a, a game paradigm in terms of the real, real-time interaction versus just simulate some data and then look through it. Mm-hmm. For, using the roving camera example, does Web3D allow you to... Uh, control a camera through a 3D environment, for example? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And if you were to select things in the environment and interact with them through, like, I guess, drop-downs or other things associated with clicking on particular objects, does Web3D allow for that? Yeah, I have seen already some uh, some physics in uh, WebGL done. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, surely it can, it's possible. Very good. 
Very good. In terms of the community, I mean, I, we've talked about this probably three or four weeks ago, and you've, you've made quite some progress since even the last time that we talked. Have you had much interaction with the uh, Web3D community, and do you get a sense that they're you know, really on the spot with regards to troubleshooting and problems and fixes, or is it just a, an interface which is sufficiently well-documented or written that you really don't need to have too, too much toing and froing with the existing community? Yeah, the community is, I think, nice, and uh, count, but currently now is uh, the whole WebGL is only in development, it's not released, so it's only available like uh, through the night builds. And mostly... I mean, I'm just uh, reading all the communication via the mailing list of the development. So another component of your interaction with the artificial life community was soon after you contacted me about the academic sites, you also contacted me and asked me if there was an artificial life forum. I mean, similar to a wide variety of other developer forums that exist out there. And it is a perennial topic of discussion, one that we most recently covered, I think, um, about nine months ago, um, through the through the bio live discussions, and I, I kind of described to you the problem that I was facing. And since that time, I guess over maybe the past three or four weeks, you and I and a small other group of people, including an artist Tim Pickup in the UK, have actually been working on a site, a forum, uh, which will be launched in the in the relatively near future. Do you want to describe some of your background experiences with forums and what you were looking for in an artificial life forum? Until now, all the questions, and uh, like most of the questions that I had and uh, that I have, I'm trying to solve via forum. And I was surprised when I when I started to look at the, the artificial life that there wasn't uh, available any forum. So... That is why I contacted you, and I just want, actually, the main, or the beginning, why I wanted to see the forum was to ask, like, uh, okay, hello, I'm new here, some kind of introduction, and where can I help, for example, what are the new, what are the current projects, and, yeah, basically just to somehow get involved in, in the community. And I guess this was an acknowledged deficiency with the community up until now, primarily because there are a lot of uh, independent projects that are developed by maybe one or two people at most. And the notion of a kind of community forum, well, we have a few mailing lists and they've worked okay up until now. But I think what you're identifying is perhaps a new generation of developers that would just expect a community like the Artificial Life community to have a forum. And certainly, like I said, that's what we've been discussing and thinking about for uh, quite some time. But it really has required someone... Uh, with your interest and perhaps particular skill set to, to push the ball uh, in the right direction. So I'd like to personally thank you for your assistance to date because I, I had a certain amount of ideas and a certain amount of uh, motivation, but just in terms of the time and also the small community that we've built assembling this site, it's, it's quite phenomenal. Um, in terms of the forum, I mean, assuming that it's launched probably by the end of this year, what kind of stuff would you like to start seeing being posted on the forum and you know, what kind of directions would you like to see the forum going? I would like to see that the announcements, for example, what we're receiving in the mailing list and definitely some maybe hobbyist projects or generally some, some questions and answers. Yeah, I hope it will be a source of very useful 
very useful information. Yeah. For example, now I'm trying to look a little bit in genetic programming and it can be also useful to discuss some of these things which are currently now available. It's nice to have uh, information in on one page, for example. And we have a small, as I've described, we have a small team that has, has formed, uh, including people such as Larry Yeager. I mentioned Tim Pickup as well. And I think Tim's artistic vision has been very refreshing. Uh, the ability mm. to have a, a real artist who can go away and create a vision, which I think is, is very aesthetically pleasing, but also very, I don't want to say culturally aware, but certainly aware of the artificial life community and its, uh, its particular legacy and history has been wonderful. And I think when I, when I wanted to start this uh, forum and started discussing it in January this year, Tim got in contact with me pretty quickly. So I think he's had a lot of ideas over the past nine, ten months that uh, he wants mm -hmm. to actualize um, in the forum. But the thing that interests me and the reason that we're recording this podcast is that I think we have a community that could already start populating the forum. I mean, as a, obviously, it's not quite ready for prime time, but it's certainly starting to be ready for uh, population and the kind of discussion that you've described in terms of hobbyist projects and other projects and potential announcements, book projects introductions to new users all these kind of things these are things that can be populated on the forum currently and if folks who are listening in and are interested in participating in this forum in the kind of beta pre-release phase um, then please get in contact with me tom at noble8.com we have a, a planning mailing list which is pretty active actually i mean probably five six seven posts per day about various uh, issues that come up through the forum and it would be wonderful to have a number of uh, existing uh, project developers, people such as Larry Yeager, uh, involved in the early population. One of the themes on the forum is the idea of the artificial life garden, which I think is a kind of perennial discussion point. And we are looking for existing simulators that have existing artwork that will be willing to contribute their artwork to the artificial life garden which I think will probably end up being a, a footer or perhaps some part of the site just to add a kind of aesthetic to the site. So if you have an existing simulation that has a particular aesthetic that you would like to have uh, embedded in the site as, as a part or a feature of the site, uh, then please also get in contact with me, Tom, at noble8.com, because Tim was certainly interested in creating a garden aesthetic, and that requires a number of sympathetic simulators that are interested in having their creations placed in the garden. So you described a little bit about your other experiences uh, with forums. For folks listening in who aren't really familiar with the, the breadth of forums out there, are there, are there examples of forums that you'd like to recommend for people to look at just to get a sense of how good forums can be? Yeah, I have a good experience with uh, Blender Forum, for example, or GameDev or Linux. There are many, but these are the mostly that I'm using. And in terms of uh, a series of kind of resident experts that come and assist new people and are just very active in the forums, can you talk a little bit about what you'd like to see from an artificial life forum in terms of resident experts or people that would be willing to help out beginners or people that are new to artificial life I'm, I'm i'm sorry what do you mean i guess i mean for example the blender forum has a series of people that are very familiar with the software also mm. blender developers and people that can give not just immediate feedback but also record bugs or track 
features that are requested, these kind of things. And I think for the same to work well with an artificial life forum, it would be ideal to have a series of people that are very familiar with the state of the art and also maybe some folks that are familiar with the kind of historical legacy of artificial life and all these kind of people who are there and ready to help as well. If folks are listening in that have some of these skill sets, how would you how would you recommend that they uh, they participate and assist? And I mean, what what do you think the role of these kind of people would be in the forum when it's finally launched? So as you said, like in the beginning, it might be useful, or I think maybe like quite necessary to have professional people around that will that will give the quality stamp <laughs> to the forum. But I think also important is even. If, for example, I don't know the right answer, so at least I can point the answer some direction. So I think important is also to answer, and uh, so that the people see that in the fo- that the forum tries to help and tries to find the answer. Well, Miro, I know it's relatively late at night where where you are currently, so I don't want to take too much of your time. But as you as you're relatively new to the artificial life community, what uh, what more would you like to see with the community currently? I mean, you mean you mean the forum, or oh no, just in general. I mean, I, artificial life as an idea, I think, draws a lot of people to it. But what is your particular vision of artificial life in the future that you would like to see, perhaps, the community exploring? Well, I hope I can, I can, I can work with it, and I hope I can contribute. Like as I said, currently now I'm thinking about the genetic programming in on GPU, and I hope that we can make. Some nice projects, like, like for example, Evogrid. I hope that it can, it will go further and further, and we will see some nice results from it. Well, Miro, this is your first recording on a on a Biota podcast, but I'd certainly like to welcome you back on periodically, maybe to get updates of the forum and also um, your work with the Evogrid and potentially other artificial life projects. So, thank you very much for all your assistance to date, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, Tom. Thank you.